Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I was at uni, we had two TVs in our lounge, and one TV was like playing FIFA, and the other TV was just on like MTV or MTV2. And um, so it was quite a nice kind of combo, it was just a bit on, on yeah. cyclical thing. I used to love that. Right. Yeah. I'm going to get two TVs. Thanks for listening today. Joining Flix Watcher, we have Ben. Hello. We've got Anne. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hey. And we are reviewing today the Tom York, Paul Thomas Anderson collaboration, Anima. Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to this episode of FlixWatcher Podcast. Joining us today we have Anne and Ben. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell them about the work and podcast things you do. Hello, my name is Anne. I write music for film and television Ooh. <laughs> and just leave um, it there mic, mic drop we can't um, move on to now <laughs> and where, where might have people heard your scores um, so I've written a lot of music for documentaries um, such as one called The Imposter so working with Bart Leighton a, a couple of times but ah yeah but you have did you say no you oh, I have <laughs> no, no you <laughs> oh yeah Bart Leighton yeah yes I have worked with him um, so uh, I scored his latest film as well called American Animals so he was going to he was lined up for Bond wasn't he at one point he was, was were you like hey uh, Bart uh, hey Bart hey do you remember oh definitely <laughs> yes I was yeah very much rooting for it we tend to we tend to, we do tend to see directors working with the same cinematographers com- composers editors time and time again so it would have you would have been surely the top of that list and would you been ready for the call ready to I see? was so ready <laughs> <laughs> still ready still ready <laughs> oh, it's Kari Fukunaga is it it's, it's directing uh, I don't know who they oh, were no. with in the end. No idea. I'll check it up whilst we're whilst we're whilst we're talking. Yeah. But yeah. So what's it like? So you work with Bart because The Impostor was a small film, but it, very very influential. Um, it won a lot of awards, a lot of attention. Yeah. 
and then he he'd been away for a few for a fair while, didn't he? Before coming yeah, out with American Animals, writing the script for American Animals, yeah, and so, getting that uh, out and, the bag, and blurring that line between documentary and and um, and, and drama narrative. Yeah. yeah, it's a real hybrid film. Um, he's always pushing boundaries, and he's yeah an exciting filmmaker. Does it make any difference for you whether it's a scripted um, film or whether it's a documentary? Not really, because I did a lot of drama docs, and sure. um, there's a, so much drama in these documentary, these drama docs that um, there's a real hybrid there, and you, the techniques are the same, and the way you approach the film is similar. Um, conversations with the directors are similar. Yeah. So no, I mean there is a real sort of divide in people's minds. You either do documentary or you do drama, but. I think for composers, it's it's you know you can do you can, both. But I think more and more that's been blurred, isn't it? It's been blurred. We have yeah. we had Matt Whitecross on recently, and he did, he did Supersonic, the Oasis documentary, and A Head Full of Dreams, a Coldplay documentary. But then he's also done uh, dramatic films yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Paul Greengrass, um, Kevin McDonald, yeah. they've done both dramatic and and documentary. Exactly. So this is something that a few years ago was like, well, no, that's what you. That's yeah, not allowed to do basically. Too. Yeah, but now, and yeah, it's all blurring. It's really exciting. Documentaries had a real renaissance. Absolutely, and um, yeah, good. And who are you? Uh, hello, I am Ben, <laughs> and I'm waiting for an air bubble to clear from my lungs. I've never had an air bubble <laughs> waiting to clear from my lungs. I don't are, know we, what, are you okay? I don't know what that Should means. <laughs> <laughs> Just I've a minute. <laughs> so it's corn nuts. It's the corns that made me need to drink some water, and then the air bubble thing. I think it's not coming, so I can talk. Keep talking, yeah. Hello, um, (laughs) I'm Ben, uh, and I make a podcast, a music podcast called Excuse the Mess. Award-winning podcast? Oh yeah, it won a British podcast award, a bronze, the best arts and culture. I forget that that's part of the kind of spiel nowadays, Um, so that's nice. Whack it in there, put it on your website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. put the laurel on the uh, logo. Oh, is that what it's called? I think so, laurel, laurel, laurette. The leaf Loretta. Yeah, the leaves, put the leaves on there. Um, anyways, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a music podcast where I hang out with a composer for a day. We chat about their work and bits and pieces, just things of interest, things they love. Um, and then in the afternoon, we write a new track together and we basically don't plan anything. We bring, uh, the composer brings their instrument with them and we just basically scrabble together a piece of music from nothing, uh, with no pre-planning, hopefully, uh, making some nice music by the end of the episode. Cool. And cool. Uh, one of the guests you've had on is Robert Ames from the London Contemporary Orchestra. Yes, yes, who may have played on what we're about to discuss, actually. May have played? I'm I not sure. I did want to ask you if he I did. Think, I think him and I might have been working on a different session that day. I don't know. What do you, what do you mean? So Robert, this, this Robert. Of, what's going on here? Yeah, so, uh, so what, what, what is it? Enigmatic. So Why did you bring that one up? Because um, so, yeah. um, he, he did, he's done a lot of work with Radiohead and Robert Greenwood and yes. me and Shay Paul and jo- Johnny, Green, Johnny, Johnny Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah, Robert, who did I say? Robert, Robert Greenwood. Greenwood. Sorry. No, uh, Johnny. Colin. There's not even a Robert in Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, a, a connection to um, what we will be talking about, which is your choice, Anne. Yes, I chose Anima. Which is, um, what is it? It's a short film stroke music, long music video. Yeah. Um, it's Tom York's latest venture. Um, so I believe he's chosen three tracks from his latest album, Anima. And um, Paul Thomas Anderson has directed it. He was um, a big director, um, famous for things like Phantom Thread and Boogie Nights, I believe. Yeah. 
Um, and the choreography is by Damien Jallet. Um, and it's on Netflix. And I think it's a Netflix original, isn't it? Well, yeah, straight to Netflix. Which straight is to Netflix. Mm. And it's their first sort of short film music video thing yeah they, i mean they, they have lots of shorts and sometimes some of the series they have like there's that love and robots which is like which is like 10 minute segments some of them uh, but this is like the first one where it's an independent one-off like yeah this is this is the thing that's going to happen and yeah. it's on netflix now so have a look at it yeah that i've that i've seen which is uh, great a great yeah. platform to have something like this yeah um, quite experimental um and it's basically a sort of a, a video of Tom York, um, it's a dystopian world. Uh, he's on the underground with a lot of other um, humans, <laughs> dancers, <laughs> um, making funny moves, sort of half falling asleep, half waking up, and you can all relate to it if you've been on the tube. And then they come up from the tube. This is it's sort of in three segments, so I believe. Is it three? When you said three songs, is this three songs put together, is it? Or is it. Um, yeah, I think okay. it's three songs put together one after another, but sort of blended into each other. Sure. Um, and then, so the video is a bit uh, segmented into three parts. So you've got the underground, you've got the above ground um, on these weird slopey things. Yeah. It's really hard to explain because yeah. it's so abstract. And then at the end, um, they aim, they get to street level and they get onto a subway. And a tram, I a think. tram, yeah. a tram, not a subway, <laughs> yeah. a tram, um, and go off into the distance. And it sort of starts off in this dystopian world where everybody's dancing and doing the same movement, well, sort of different movements and in the same way. Um, but it's quite isolated and lonely. Nobody's talking to each other. Nobody's connecting um, as they move more towards the surface. Tom York, who's a dancer in it and is mm. brilliant. Mm. Yeah, you cannot imagine it. Um, he's great and he connects with a girl that he sees on the tube and then they start this sort of love dance um, and then a little bit of hope comes in and then towards the end people have started to pair off and there's a little this is how I interpret it anyway sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the dawn comes the, the light changes it's beautiful the song is gorgeous it's like a fluffy cloud that you jump into and um, there's a, I think a symbol of hope there Helen what were your thoughts on, on Anima? Um, or I'm going to say anima. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd heard the tracks um, on the radio. Um, I think Dawn Chorus, the main one. I was like, oh, Tom York's got a new album. I must listen to this. And then it was like, oh, this sort of extended music video has come out and it's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson and it's got Tom York in it and... Like, I need to see this now kind of thing. So I'm um, a pretty big Radiohead fan um, and just think that everything they do and Tom York does, it's just really, really fascinating. And I just thought it was really, really mad and crazy and surreal and really beautiful. And um, having followed Radiohead for quite a few years, I know how surly Tom York can be. Mm. And to see... PTA Paul Thomas Anderson getting this kind of really sensitive and emotional um, performance out of him is a really beautiful thing to do and there's also some kind of really surreal slightly funny moments where he's kind of like propelling across like turnstiles at a a tube station Um, and the um, like the, the love story I was like that that must be like his real life partner because there's no way he he would be willing to act 
or do anything that so or someone else yeah yeah so that that was really it's just really great to see him do another art form and actually kind of look comfortable doing it or look like he actually enjoys doing it for someone who has made a point of not wanting to do lots of things throughout his career so um yeah i, I just think it's really really fascinating i think i was quite interested I, I meant to read up about how this was made because like yourself um a huge radiohead fan um i kind of wax and wane with the albums um but you know the bend and okay computer uh, out there is my, in my top 10 and i've seen radiohead live a few times i've seen tom york dance live on stage which like done, like awestruck me i was like well he's dancing what oh, the hell's he going is, on here um, and again, he has, he's erratic, and but you know he's got some beats and, and, he, and he works it well. Um, but still, like, I think Surly is, a, is the perfect word there for for Tom because you know, why he's like one of these people. Why can I be bothered? Why should I do anything I don't want to do? And a lot of the time, they don't really appear in the music videos or like fleetingly. The longest film, longest mu- music video before this was Paranoid Android, which they don't appear in at all. It's just a cartoon. I'm, I'm sure they were super happy about not being in the music video but this is like you have to throw yourself headlong into this and this kind of choreography would have taken a few weeks if not a few a couple of months to put together and it made me think like who instigated this was it paul thomas anderson or was it tom york saying let's do something special and i'm free to i'm op- i'm open to offers versus um Paul Tom Anderson, I've got this really great idea for your music. Let's do this and have him to really work on Tom York to make him go, okay, fuck it, let's have a go. Because ultimately it's not what anyone would have imagined um, Tom York doing, which is, I think, part of the fascination with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I think the older he gets, the more he wants to dance. <laughs> and actually, like, the more choreographed stuff as well. Like, uh, what was it, King of Limbs album? There was that video, Bloom, where he's doing the kind of classic Tom York dancing. But this is, like, properly choreographed and it just like he just nails it like as if he's been a you know a, he's a trained dancer yeah like moving with the other dancers um yeah and like just like adopting that role and mm-hmm. yeah just being the kind of the protagonist throughout this whole Not 15 sure. minute yeah like i think he was the he looked like the least dancer of them but he was still like yeah. Uh, yeah, fifty plus years old. He, this hasn't this hasn't been his life up till now. Yeah, and he did a he did a cracking job at it. Um, so, Kobe, you were saying about you don't know who came up with the idea, but I was reading about this today actually, and um, I was reading an interview with the choreographer Damien Jallet. Yeah, and um, and I'll just quote something I I read from his interview, and he said um, back in December, Tom came to me saying, "Listen, I have this new album, and I have some ideas." I see workers, I see people, their bodies don't work anymore, and I see people being pushed by an invisible force. I see a collective, something that rises. And then so apparently he sent his tracks to Damien, and um, and then they just came up with this idea, and then they were Skyping a lot with with PTA. <laughs> and uh, and I think it sounded like a real collaborative effort yeah. instigated by Tom York. I mean, nice. that's what I think. I could be wrong, but that's what I've been reading. What do you guys kind of think of the form of it? Because when I was when I was watching it, it reminded me of um, like music videos you used to get back in the nineties, where there was more. I, I guess budget is also one of the big things behind it, but it was my a bit more inventiveness to it, and this kind of reminded me a lot of the virtual insanity video with um, Jamiroquai, where they're actually trying new things and working at different angles, and even like dancing on the ceiling. Um, so it's that kind of like vibe where I was like, generally you don't see that. To be honest, A, first of all, I don't watch music videos that much anyway. 
B, the music videos I've seen just tend to be people singing at the camera. Mm, um, gyrating your face. Yeah, and then yeah. suddenly <laughs> suddenly the featuring comes into the, into the screen for like eight bars and then leaves. Um, so this is something I, I, I haven't seen much. Do you see much? Yeah, no, I'm, but it reminded me a little bit because there's a bit where, it, where they're obviously, it's filmed backwards, but obviously played forwards. Mm. And it reminded me of the Coldplay video, which, which is that? It's the bit where... Scientist. Yeah, that one. But it's the bit where... Um, they're on. They're in the street, and it's dark, and there's some people kind of dancing off in the in the background. But it's where he spins her on, on the on his back, and oh, the bit yeah. where they're, they're kind of like holding faces. It yeah. it does look. I mean, it might not have been, but it very much looks like it was yeah. filmed and then played in reverse kind of thing. Um, Watchability. Yeah. Um, but again, well, I don't really watch music videos anymore, mm. um, just because I'm a bit older. And do you think it's older though, or just I mean not? I don't know. It's kind of weird because after I watched this, um, I I went on to YouTube to watch some music videos, um, and I watched the video um, that PTA also did for Daydreaming um, of um, Moonshape Paul. Right. Um, and that is really beautiful as well. Basically, it's just Tom York being filmed walking through loads of different doors, and each door, and, and he moves into a different place. Um, so, but Radiohead have always created interesting, interesting videos. videos. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's there's certain artists that have always kind of you know tried to push boundaries and Bjork is another artist as sure. well with you know every video she does is insane and, and wonderful and really creative well yeah for Bjork it's definitely an extension of what she does and I feel I kind of feel sorry for um, recording artists at the moment who want to get in this era that it doesn't seem to be as uh, prolific a, a thing to have you know make a, a fantastic interesting music video yeah you're right the 80s and 90s were really yeah um, um, thriving in that department I remember when you're all too young but I remember when Thriller came out and that I remember when it came out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's get when the shit they, out of me yeah exactly <laughs> but that was a massive deal wasn't yeah, it that exactly. was a short film yeah. as well yeah. that also was directed by a, a major director as well yeah Don Landis like a bit of fun for yeah. them to do and, and it's interesting because a lot of um, directors who were slightly sort of bigger in the 90s like David Fincher he started with um, music videos mm-hmm. as an example so it was kind of like a, a route into Hollywood if you could make yeah. the music videos yeah. yeah a lot of them did come from music videos yeah I mean it was it was one of those kind of features in the 80s and 90s like my god have you seen that video yeah. have you seen the video for uh, uh, Fatboy Slim's like Praise You and the one they did with Chris Walker and everyone's like have you seen those ones yeah. and um, and I used to hate the fact that I didn't have like MTV or MTV Two when I was at home, and then. But now there's so much options to see the videos. It's almost like how can we bothered? Yeah. So it has to be something like this, I think. Where um, what was and what was the the first single off Moonshape Pool? The one that's like Burn the Witch. Yeah. I mean that's probably the last video I went out sought out to go and see, and I was like fucking hell. Because you're like radio has yeah. made new music. Where can I consume this yeah. now? Mm. And that was that was a dark, awesome video as well. Yeah, amazing video. Mm. They just don't do anything badly. That's the thing. Radiohead. Yeah, it's just always like really hits like hits the mark, and I kind of have a distrust for anyone that doesn't like Radiohead. So I'm glad we're all oh, really fans in here. <laughs> yeah. I can I can understand it. I uh, I know a lot of people who don't like yeah. them, which can is you fine. Trust them? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're still friends with them. That's really yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can go, yeah, I mean, I, I love Radiohead, but they can be a bit angular and not always welcoming. Yeah. Um, but that's great because if everyone loved them, 
then it'd be really hard to see them live even harder than it is already so yeah. less people yeah. to like radiohead when, and then we can get to see tickets more than when they played at roundhouse which is just like two minutes walk from here i was sat in this in this office like refresh refresh and that, i think that was the first time i couldn't get a ticket for a gig i wanted to go to oh. and I, I was, you like, know, I'd forgotten so about angry. that and yeah. now you've brought it up and, and it, i'm just and I walk home as feeling well feeling the pain I was walking home from here and I was like oh it's the night of the gig and everyone's like walk, like lined up and the touts just didn't want to know what the touts were offering for because I probably would have bought a ticket and gone in um, I think my favourite Radiohead uh, uh, video was for Fake Plastic Trees when it first came out and I was just enthralled by the slow the speed ramping I know that's ten a penny now and I've done it you can do it on your, on your iPhone now that's time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but even John, that was Jonathan Glazer, wasn't it? Was Jonathan Glazer? Yeah, so, I think so. He did a lot of the earlier uh, Radiohead ones and right. obviously went on to make feature films as well. So, Including Under the Skin. Which yes, we've had on here. This is it. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Ma- amazing soundtrack. Um, love that film. But uh, yeah, great. By one of your contemporaries, Micah, Micah Levy. Um, so Johnny Greenwood was on the, on the sideline from Radiohead. Obviously, Tom York's done soundtracks. Um, Phil Selway's done soundtracks as well. But the, the biggest name in soundtracks is... Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Greenwood. Johnny G. Um, is, he, is he a competitor of yours or is he... Funnily enough, this year I've been up against him in two awards and lost. To Johnny. Um, to Johnny, of course. But um, I did get to meet him at one of them and mm. it made my year. So I thought, I don't care if I win. I've just been chatting to Johnny Greenwood. Oof. Um, and how was so he? Lovely. Yeah, how is he? He's <laughs> really, really nice. Really lovely. Very unassuming. And yeah, I, I think was, I was saying to Ben, I did say the dreaded. I'm a massive fan, <laughs> 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 but I had to tell him. <laughs> he probably gets that a lot from yeah. people that he's on a nomination list with yeah. people coming <laughs> only to him to say. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. It might be kind of weird for him because he's probably got a generation of fans that only know him from the soundtracks that yeah. he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, he's he's kind of made you know a real sort of Segway, name yeah. for himself uh, with with doing this, and obviously with his his relationship with Paul Thomas Anderson as well. Because he's the only one from Radiohead that's classically trained. Like he used to play the was it the viola or the played yeah, the viola, recorder yeah, as well. Re- yeah, he's he's a said super like deep something yeah. about yeah, like the, playing the recorder shaped me as a person. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's not quite like right, but it's pretty close. It shaped, yeah. it shaped me as a person because my I was like, let's learn an instrument, and my parents gave me the recorder. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> 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 Who wants to learn this? This is yeah. terrible. My, my daughter's about to start recorder lessons because right. she's going into year three and I'm just I sort of can't wait because it's going to be really funny <laughs> of course I'm going to get the earplugs yeah. going yeah. Um, <laughs> Helen did you see the woman at Glastonbury who's playing four recorders at the same time no yep. who was yep. that two in the mouth one two in each one in each nostril yeah <laughs> She just wandered around. Really yeah, it's like yeah. Gonna say guys, <laughs> it was late. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I did see Lizzo play the flute. Oh yeah, which was really cool. She's good at the old yeah. flute. Yeah, um, which is a surprise. Um, bringing the flute back, so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> bringing the flute back, <laughs> making it cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So your uh, your child could have a career at Glastonbury. Great. If it works out. I'm gonna with yeah. four yeah. flutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can't just go there with one flute. No, exactly. Five, <laughs> <Yeah>. five. <laughs> Playing with the ears. Yeah. 
I'm going to nurture that career now. Push <laughs> it. One thing we haven't really talked about is 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 the music the music. Yeah. At, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> in this, um, I mean. When was the last album he had? I can't remember now. Was Solos? It? Yeah, was Tomorrow, it? Tomorrow's Modern Boxes was the last Tom York and Nigel Godrich uh, collaboration. But that was what, like... It's quite a while three, ago, I think. Four yeah. years ago. But they're touring it now. Like, they're doing tons of touring of it. And now they're adding this stuff in. So it's be like, quite a fun show to see, I imagine. But um, yeah, Dawn Chorus. Yes, that I is... I mean, I'd say that's the highlight. Is that mm, like... Yeah. Um, that's that's the one that is the last track um, in, in this in the, in the short film. Mm. Um, the one, ah, oh, yeah, and that starts. And he just sings one note throughout the whole thing. Doesn't have a melody <laughs> in his singing. It's just one thing. Like I, I was listening to it and not watching, just listening to the album. It's like he's sort of cause it's all about dreams and stuff. I was like, well, it's like he's sort of hypnotized in a chair, and then they're like, tell me, Tom, and he's just sort of like, you know, they've wheeled in some synthesizers, sleep talking. Yeah, they play play his little sort of dawn chorus and he just mutters his way through the track like it's really beautiful and unusual yeah alright should we head to the scores guys let's head over to the scores Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So this is our spreadsheet of dreams. All of our scores are out of five. You may have uh, decimal places. Uh, the lowest you can go is a zero. And uh, we will start with you and with the recommendability oh, score God. for you, please. So hard. Um, well, I'd recommend it to Radiohead fans. And if you're not really a fan, would I recommend? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting video. I must say I couldn't take my eyes off it. Mm. The dance moves are incredible. I haven't seen anything like that, really. Um, oh, okay, four. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that would love this, and those are the people that I would recommend things to. So, yeah, like five, big time. It's just, yeah, really successful bit of art <laughs> between different disciplines. Yeah. Helen. Yeah, I mean, exactly that. It's it's a really mesmerising a very very short piece of art that or is it a long piece of art if you compare it to normal music videos I don't know but it's, it's short compared to the films we normally bring on here but I guess so if we're reviewing it as a film then it's quite short if we're reviewing it as a music video then it's slightly longer but I mean if you're a fan of interesting music or beautiful sounds or Tom York's dancing or <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson's film or how directors make music videos or um, also if you like doing that thing where you go, oh, where was this film? Let me see if I can guess where this is filmed and spot the locations. Yeah, and I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and beautiful choreography and love stories and slightly strange things that make you go, oh, I wonder, wonder what the meaning of life is. Um, this has got everything. Um, Has this got a meaning in life in there? Sort of, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. it does. I think yeah. it's yeah. got that so depth. And it's inside yeah. that lunchbox. What's that score? 
Five. Five. Um, I'm going to go for uh, 4.1, I think. the There are a few different realms of people I'd, give it, I'd definitely suggest it to. And, you know, if you're a Radiohead fan, watch it. Um, but not necessarily just because you're a Radiohead fan, but I think it might put some people off. Some people might, where's the guitar still? Because there's still, the, there's still that swathe of Radiohead fans who are there like, is, yeah. still want the Johnny Greenwood solo, which is like, play face the melting. old songs. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We might play it. We might play an old one, but we're going to play it weird. They always play the, when I've seen the, they always play the old stuff. They play Creep twice. Last they times did, but I can take or leave Creep. What they didn't the play f- Reckoner at Glastonbury. I mean, that's all right. Never forgiven them for that. <laughs> nah, Reckoner's not a big, big one. Um, but yeah, so I think there'll still be, you know, Radiohead fans you recommend it to, but there'll still be that swathe of people. Um, people who like kind of visual art, definitely um, send them that way. My wife, I'm not sure how big a Radiohead fan she is, but she's a dancer, so she'd like to see, I think she'd like to see what's going on there. Um, and it's super interesting choreography. Um and it's interesting, I think, with the Radiohead lens on seeing Tom York doing that. And that's that's the biggest thing for me is like Tom York is in, in his 50s. I'm sure he hasn't got this kind of background in movement and stuff like that. So he's worked his ass off to do that, which is it's, for me, it's There's like... There's been a lot of commitment for like, him in hours like, of filming. Exactly. It's, like, it's the same as like John Wick and all these guys training to do martial arts films. It's the same kind of movement, the same kind of intensity. And he's doing it, he's doing it well. Um, so for those reasons, 4.1. Repeat viewing score, Anne. Oh, um, it's very repeatable. Uh, I, yeah, want to keep watching it, picking up new <laughs> things. Yeah, as I said Again. before, I was just mesmerised by the choreography. Um, repeatable. Oh, four, well, four point seven. So what? What? What do you think would bring it? Would you listen to the? Are you happier listening to it just on, on your on your commute into work or do you feel like now I need to what now I need to listen to it, I need to watch it at the same time um you mean um divorcing it from divorcing the video from the music yeah uh I happily listen to the music I have been listening to the sure. music which I love I, I think it's a grower I was saying to Ben earlier um, it's growing on me more and more the more I listen to it um but uh what was the question <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, can you put that into a number out of five oh, I, did, oh, repeat viewing. Yes. I did. Didn't I? 4.7? Oh, did yeah. I oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. We were so absorbed that? in your answer. No, yeah, my yeah. question was, yeah, dis- yeah, my question yeah. was the dissolving it from, yeah, when you, oh, yeah. the repeat viewing score so high, when you listen to it, do you think, oh, actually, I wish I was watching it at the same time? Oh, as, yeah, yeah. No, I think so. I think yeah. it's, it marries together well. well. And I, th- you know, I'm from the MTV generation where I loved watching videos over and over again. Mm. And when the song came on, you just wanted to watch the video with it. Yeah, when I, I was feel it, that way with this. When I was at uni, we had two TVs in our lounge, and one TV was like playing FIFA, and the other TV was just on like MTV or MTV Two, and, yeah. um, and be, so it was quite a nice kind of combo. It was just a bit on on cyclical yeah. thing. I used to love that. That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna get two TVs. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, I think it's very uh, rewatchable. It's I think there's just tons of layers going on there. There's like loads of little details that come out every time you watch it, new things and sort of like things in the backdrop. Um, There's some like posters that I saw, which are similar to the posters they put up around London. Um, Like uh, there's like a company that says they have a dream capturing machine and like this kind of stuff. So it's on the screen for like a second. So, you know, you can go back and like try and look out for those kinds of things, just tying it all together. So I would watch it regularly and I give it a five. Helen. So this is kind of 
like a a music fan's sort of like dream thing really because it's like you yeah. said there's loads of little things going on and there's like even a story behind it or as it's like, also that was what that thing was there and you'll go back and you, you'll watch it again and I'm, I'm the area as well where um that apart from maybe like an hour or two of music on radio one every week the, the the place where i got all my music from in the, the 90s was from mtv and watching things like alternative nation and sitting there with my video recorder and recording radiohead <laughs> videos and nick cave videos and pj harvey and all of those things and watching those back to get the music rather than being able to hear them everywhere else and um yeah i will put this on to listen to it and to watch it and it'll just kind of maybe remind me of those fun times and also just be a nice thing to to have on um so um yeah five five on that one um i'm gonna throw four yeah or maybe even lower to be honest with you 3.5 i don't think i'll watch it that much to be honest with you i thought it was really cool and i will pop it on every now and again but it now makes me actually want to think about other videos that I haven't seen for a while I perhaps want to relive those Rilla. things yeah now I, that you're a man well, this is it. Yeah, now, yeah. now I'm grown up maybe won't be I can't think of I can't think of what's Thriller from start to finish for like a couple of decades so it's those kind of like landmark videos that you I want to I want to see there must be a lot I've missed out on and now it is super it is like on YouTube you just, you just type it in and it's there straight away and like that kind of thing blows my 15 year old mind they can literally type in any music video you want to watch and it's there. Yeah. Whereas the MTV generation, you just had to hope. Well, you'd record, you'd, you'd yeah. sit there with your finger yeah. on the recording button. They've well, told me it's coming up did, after the break. I never did the recording. Yeah. Oh, I never no. did the record. But Missed the beginning. I used, you know, you used to watch Top of the Pops and you're like pissed off if they're in the studio. Like, fuck, I want to see the video, not yeah. you <laughs> miming to it. Exactly. One, of, one of my favourite recordings that I had on cassette tape was a live version of Radiohead doing uh, Nobody Does It Better. It was for MTV's Most Wanted about mm, 96 or 95. It's a great... You can watch it on YouTube. Someone has very kindly put it on on YouTube. So I'd recommend that for a bit of classic old school Radiohead. My favourite live recording um, in a similar vein was James Dean Bradfield singing Last Christmas. that's a good one. um, On the TFI, TFI Friday. That's also on YouTube. But yeah, I've, oh, I've yeah. got it on VHS as well oh, if anyone wants to borrow it. I've definitely yeah, rewatched that a lot on, on YouTube. Tried to play it. I can't get his heights in his in the in his vocal range. Uh yeah, for three point five. I think it's inspired me to watch other things, but I don't think I'm gonna watch this so many times. That's cool. but, yeah. Uh small screen score. Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, I hate this small screen. I don't know. Everything always looks better on a big screen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like I, somebody said, it, it's great on a big TV with really good speakers is when you get the most out of it. But yeah, I think it's perfect for Netflix. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have we, has anyone ever seen a, yeah, a yeah, music yeah. video in a cinema screen? I don't think, I genuinely don't think I have. No, but then when you, uh, when you go and see live bands and they put visuals mm. that are from their videos on their big screens to accompany that I think that adds an extra level like what the Chemical Brothers do with their live sets yeah, is really amazing the, like the they're really great visuals yeah. and things um, that's yeah. how I answered that song. for some reason I was thinking small screen score I was thinking in my head a phone versus a TV but um, yeah. yeah so don't listen don't watch on your phone but uh, yeah no small screen score I'm going to give it a five because it belongs on the TV it's a, t- it's a music video yeah. Ben um, 
I will be slightly lower because like I'd love to be in the cinema to see that tilting floor thing like mm. just that is the cameras are working with it and against it and like gravity and there's just so many things going on like if you uh yeah if you're watching that in the cinema and like in fact just having the sound system of a cinema would be really great to hear that music because I think they've paid attention to like the way they were panning things so if you've got like surround sound yeah might be extra cool so I'll go for uh th- 3.8. <laughs> I don't want to go too harsh. Helen? So, really weirdly, I think you can watch this on your phone with headphones. As long as you don't maybe watch it like on a bigger thing for the first time around. But I think because... The, the, I mean, it's great to see it on a big screen, but also I think if you're listening to it really well and yeah. you're really into it that way, then that kind of makes up for it. And also... I tend to watch a lot of YouTube videos anyway on my phone, so I'm used to seeing them like that. So I, I do think you can kind of mix and match. And I probably wouldn't go to the cinema to see this, but I would go and see this live and maybe expect to see some of it um, like projected or it form part of the, the, the experience. And that's the score of... I don't know. What does that mean? Does that mean it's going to be a four? <laughs> um, I'm just yeah, going to go for a five. Um, it's a great music video. I'd like to see the making of that that tilted scene, whether it's just a camera thing and they played with the angles when they're moving, or whether it was actually on a on a proper slant. I'm I'm, I'm imagining it's a bit of both. It I'm imagining is. it's like they look the like they had grippy shoes the, though, so there's some kind the of piece thing. exists. The there's the choreographer. It's a piece called Skid, right? And you can go and see this tilting floor in like theaters or. What have you? Um, yeah, so it exists. It's a so it's like, mechanical moving. moving floor. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, was doesn't it just appears they're still, but then sometimes they're falling off, and sometimes they're like working against. It, it like could be that it's just static. But yes, oh. <laughs> yeah. We created okay. a ten square meter platform that is inclined at a thirty-four degree angle, so there's no resistance. You put any object on it and it simply slides. The whole mm-hmm. performance for traffic was developed. Da, 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 da. Uh, creates possibilities to do things you would never be able to do on a flat surface. PTA actually came up with this idea to put the camera on the same angle so you actually erase the slope. Mm -hmm. But actually what you end up seeing is this weird action of gravity on the bodies that makes everything look upside down. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so So it's not mechanical, but yeah. But it wasn't, yeah, so it wasn't an angle. So when people wanted to fall, they could fall, but if they wanted to work against it, then they could... But then, yeah, like I said, I like the the term erased... Erase yeah. the slope. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so, engagement score, guys. Uh, very um, engaged, very engaged. Five. Yeah? Yeah. Ben? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go five. It's short and, like, just great throughout. Yes. <laughs> Helen? <laughs> yeah, um, a, a five. I was just engrossed in it. It's just really hypnotic with the dancing and, and the music, and it is really short as well, so if your attention span can't be that long, then... You'd stop eating those sweets or go to bed earlier or something. <laughs> stop eating those sweets. Um, in, in, um, yeah, I'm going to go for five as well because I wanted to see what Tom York is going to do next. Um, that gives us an overall score of 4.63125, which nice. is which is hefty. That's really high for, might, a, what is it, 12-minute film? I might um, put an asterisk on this in the scoreboard because it is a, it's a short film. It is. Um, but... You chose it, and we thank you for it. Um, so we always reach out to the guys on Twitter, in this case, saying, hey, we're reviewing Anima with ETM Pod and the 
nicotine. <laughs> Have you seen it? Give us your thoughts on a shout out on Flix Watcher. Um, and Anne, do you want to give us the... Yeah, so Death by Film Podcast has given it five stars. Uh, and, you, and they write, mesmerising and feels almost like it's a collab between PTA and Spike Jones. Spike Jones is a good comparison. He's yep. one of his videos I tend to watch. Lots of dancing in them. Yeah. Very choreographed. Him and Michelle uh, Gondry. Because mm, there, yeah. kind of, there was a kind of phase like in the early 2000s where they Big really era, wasn't it? Yeah. released box sets of just like video directors, music video directors, and like here's all their music videos. I had a few of those. I had a Michelle Gondry one. That would have been good. So he yeah. did Daft, Daft Punk yeah. around the world and uh, Chemical Brothers Let Tomorrow Be. Uh, and then, I can't remember. I can't remember. Lots of them. Lots I can't of remember really what it was. Really it was like a good compilation of things now. Um, and those guys now, I guess, know more for feature length films. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, guys, can you let us know where we can find you online and uh, say sayonara or ciao or whatever? Salutation yeah. you want to give to people? Um, I'll go with ciao. Ciao? And, um, <laughs> the, sorry, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese version. Which one? You? Um, Italian. Italian one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't get out much. Are we saying goodbye? Yeah, we're saying goodbye. Yeah. No, it's the same way where we can oh, find right. you online. So ETM Pod, surely. Uh, yes, ETM Pod. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Knock me off my perch there. Um, yeah, so ETM Pod on Twitter and uh, ETM Podcast on Instagram. And there's the website etmpodcast.com cool I will say Ladovedere in Romanian showing <laughs> off now my mum's Romanian it's um, a bit like Ladovedere isn't it yeah there you go um, and you can find me on Twitter at, at annicotin and I have a website which is www.annicotin.com fantastic awesome thanks for coming on thanks, thanks guys thank you for having fun, me fun 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 bye you. bye, bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood R O K K Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you <laughs> <laughs>